Hello, welcome to our MEP Life with Judith Bunting from the South East and Caroline Voden from the South West. And with us this week, we have one of the best assistants on the block, and that is Just de Mulder. Hello, Just. Welcome to the studio. And hello, tell guys. us, what's your job? Um, hello, guys. So I'm, I'm Catherine Bader's um, assistant here in Brussels. Um, I've been working with her for the last uh, four years here in, uh, in, in the parliament. Um, and now I'm fresh into the new delegation with the 16 MEPs. So. And are we fun? Or is it was it better when there was just one, one, uh, one um, MP, MEP? It was, it was tough, um, but, you know, we've been holding the fort um, since a couple of years. Um, but we're so, so, so happy to, to, to have the 16 of you guys. There's so much potential, uh, very kind um, MEPs as well. So really looking forward to, to, to developing all that. And, um, yeah, so... I'm- can I say, Joost, that yeah. you are looking a little bit less tired now than you were yeah. <laughs> about three weeks into the new delegation. Joost was being asked questions 12 hours a day by yes. 16 people, most of whom, yeah. 12 of whom had never been here before and didn't know what they were doing. Yes. And exactly. it was, he was a fount of all knowledge. But yeah. uh, So we're beginning to, we're beginning so thank to find you, our yes. feet. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so maybe you could tell us a bit about what it's been like to create this delegation of 16 because we all arrived here not knowing what we were doing and you've been instrumental in in helping Catherine sort of find positions for us all and and there's a terribly complicated system for deciding which MEP sits on which committee and has which positions and you've been integral in all of that so it'd be really interesting to hear your take on it yeah so where should I start um what was really instrumental is after the elections uh, when we had the huge news that we would be 16 MEPs, um, we were screaming out loud, fantastic, great, etc., etc. But then the work began. Um, so um, setting up 16 MEPs is a big, uh, big job. It's been big for for Catherine. It's been big for for the whole delegation. Um, for P- for MEPs that have already worked here in the past, we've got a couple of. Um, of more experienced MEPs um, and some uh, newbies, if I might say. Yes. Um, so, um, but um, how it went is really um, to make sure um, that the 16 make the link to to to, to the party, to um, the parliament here uh, in Brussels, and to set up their offices in terms of staff, in terms of organisation internally in the parliament positions as well. Um, in the parliament, the positions go uh, are given according to the Don system, the Belgian mathematician. Um, so, and it, this is an ongoing negotiation with um, the delegations in the own political group um, and as well in the whole parliament. Um, so, um, since a couple of weeks, um, it, holds, it has been um, about putting our weight down as a Liberal Democrat delegation, setting up the LDPP delegation. Um, so, I'm really happy that's, um, that we have this um, now all set up. Um, for most of our members, um, are, we have all the members on, 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 on each committee of the parliament. Um, we have um, some chairs, uh, such as the chair of PESH, the chair of jury. Um, and that's the fishing committee and ex- the justice committee, is that? Is exactly, jury? exactly, the legal affairs committee. Um, um, in addition, um, some, some, some key um, delegation um, uh, positions as well, uh, such as the chair of uh, India. Um, and um, we have um, one vice president of uh, the Renew Group, as it's called nowadays, um, uh, which is Martin Howard. So. Yeah. 
really yeah. good as well. Which yeah. is pretty good going. And we seem to be speaking a lot as well. I mean, we're not yeah. a quiet group, are we? No, not, <laughs> not at all. Um, I think it really all started with the um, T-shirts in plenary. Um, that was one of a big move uh, from from, uh, from Catherine and yeah. I. And uh, I think that really uh, made the bus, if I might say. Um, it was really good to, to scream out loud there because we actually need to say that, you know, we want to stop Brexit. Um, and that, you know, um, so... That was really a kickoff um, campaign for 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 us here, and and really happy that you know we kind of like go towards a united delegation that is really doing its work. And as of the first weeks, we've had plenary speaking time. Um, we're all you know we've had like urgency resolutions as well. I'm um, really really I'm I'm a team that starts working and is quite active as well. And then with the urgency of Brexit, obviously we've been on top of things. So um, oh, yeah, that's yeah. good. And coming back to your role as or the role of assistance in general, yeah. one of the things that's been fantastic because you look at your diary as a new mm. MEP and you think this is impossible. I'm supposed to be in three places at once, yeah. at least once time. or twice a day, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then you want to have meetings. And sometimes you actually need to sit and read the bits of paper and the documents yeah. that you're given. Yeah. And what it, it, it took a while to dawn on me that what I really can do is turn to my assistants and say, you go to those meetings for me mm. and then report back. Mm. And the people who have, you know, obviously you have assistants of different, you know, experience levels, mm. but but it goes from naught to a very high, you know, a mm. very high standard of mm. assistant. It seems mm. wrong that you're being called assistants at that level still. Mm. But basically you substitute for us. Mm. And, and what's that like? How does that feel when you're doing it? <clears throat> um, being an assistant um, is um, a difficult task. Um, the European Parliament is not an easy world to understand. Uh, it takes some time to understand it. Um, but um, what an assistant is, is basically um, assisting the MEP in any kind of work. Uh, going from uh, drafting um, amendments to, to, to political um, texts and reports um, to uh, organising the diary, to organising travel, um, to making a cup of tea. Uh, <laughs> and you told me it, the evening when Catherine took us all out for supper when we came here, you told me, and this really made a difference, you said yeah. they will bring you your shoes if you have the wrong shoes. Exactly. And is that really true? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. I think you need, to, you need to accept all kinds of things with the role. But like imagine your MEP goes um, to a meeting. I've had this story with Catherine, like Catherine lost her phone. <laughs> So yes, you you know you, you you walk around the place and you try to find a solution and, and to bring the phone or anything else. But um, it's very interesting because you go into very in-depth knowledge and, and and things. But at the same time, you you need to be ready to do other things as well. Um, but um, yeah, I mean yeah. Yeah. And, and the in-depth knowledge, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt that, but what's your favourite bit of, in, in, when it comes to reports and um, when it comes to reports and opinions and so on, what's the favourite bit of policy work that you've done for Catherine over the last mm. five years? Um, so Catherine has been um, very active on defending biodiversity loss um, and uh, so fighting for human uh, against human traffic uh, against human trafficking and wildlife trafficking. Um, I've, I've written a report for her uh, in the ACP um, delegation, African, Caribbean, and Pacific um, delegation um, on wildlife trafficking. That was something very interesting. Um, so that's really really. I've, I've got a background in uh, international development. 
development, uh, human rights, um, and uh, a bit of um, you know environmental work with Catherine here. So, um, so yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of uh, one of my areas of interest, and obviously Brexit because um, <laughs> how could you not be interested in Brexit? Exactly. Um, it's not even about being um, even interested. I think it's a necessity. I'm you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm a, a liberal um, pro-European person. I'm from Belgian nationality. That's been working for the British delegation since a while, um, and I really um, I think it's really important to to you know like um, Brexit is um, is catastrophic for as much for um, EU citizens as for uh, British citizens, and we ought to do our job to represent our constituencies and to to make sure that you know um, democracy is reestablished in a way. And, <laughs> yes, you know, yes. So, yeah. so you talk a bit about your background yeah. and and what I'm really fascinated in is is how you as a Belgian came into this job and and how it feels to be a Belgian surrounded by all these international institutions because I feel like Brussels is slightly Mm -hmm. subsumed under this sort of Europeanness. So tell us a little bit about how you, whether you'd grown up as a little boy looking at these European institutions thinking one day I'm going to work there or... (laughs) (laughs) I'm not at all actually. Um, So... um, so I'm, I'm I'm Belgian. I'm from from Antwerp originally, um, and I um, I left um, Belgium with my parents for a job that my dad had at the time. Um, so I lived in in Poland, uh, in France, um, uh, in the UK, um, and then back um, in Belgium. And um, during my study, so I've been starting to study like communications, political science, international development, and I think that like the one. The one line that got me here is really my my feeling that I'm kind of a European. I feel European. I feel Belgian. I feel I've got some things from when I lived in Poland, from when I lived in France. It's got this like European identity, um, and. Um, if there is one thing that I understood is that I wanted to do in my job is um, getting or contributing to social, social change. Okay. Um, so, and I think that will continue towards my you know, my, my career. Um, this is something I really hold dear um, to 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 see things change. And instead of rejecting the system, I work it from within. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and I'm, I've I've done when I came back from the UK from my studies at City, I. Um, I started working here in Brussels for uh, human rights organizations um, and then I got my first internship with a French MEP um, and then I heard Catherine was looking for some for someone and and then there we go I'm with um, you know so did you join Catherine <coughs> before the brexit referendum yeah just before okay just before, so you yeah. had no idea that that was going to happen <laughs> no, and take over really. your life yeah, exactly <laughs> okay. uh, exactly yeah, yeah like us we had no yes. idea we'd ever be here so yeah. it's yes. all a bit yeah. of a surprise <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. so coming I'm, I'm thinking of with any luck we may have some young younger listeners and you mentioned city university there yeah. so you did a degree at city what was your what 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 were your studies before you actually came and had an internship at the european parliament um so it depends a bit on the profiles and stuff but what i okay. my, my story is um that i i've done <laughs> i've done one year uh, master of uh, one year bachelor degree um in leuven it's a city here in belgium okay. i completely failed to be honest oh. um, yeah um, <laughs> okay. it was my first year at the university where you know went out with friends etc and, and i was not really focused you know being back yeah. in my own country it was a bit lost um okay. but then finished um, a three-year bachelor degree uh, in um, saint louis here okay. uh, it's a belgian university 
university very interesting because you were able to do a bilingual um, trilingual bachelor degree here very good and uh, um, was it a, a language degree or was it bilingual trilingual on another subject political communications wow yeah um, and um, so that was really really interesting gave me a good background um, and then I kind of like you know um, in, in Europe um, you know it's quite important to, to get a master so I chose to, to do a master um, um, after my bachelor I did that at the uh, ULB which is the Free University of Brussels okay um, in public affairs marketing and all this kind of um, you know um, public relations mm-hmm. um, and then choosing to want to do another master in uh, um, in the UK. Okay. So um, I've done a lot of studies. That's studies, lots of education. Lots a of lot education. of education. But what was the subject of your master's in the UK? Uh, international development yeah. Uh, politics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you could tell us whether you think British, younger British people would be able to come and work as an assistant here in the European Parliament if we go through Brexit mm. and we leave, or will that avenue be closed off? Definitely. Definitely. I think we should encourage young um, liberal Brits to come and work here in institutions. And, um, um, you know, it's a fantastic opportunity on a lifetime opportunity. So w- but will they still be able to come and work here if, if Britain is no longer part oh. of the European Union? No. 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 So no, it's no. another, it's yet another thing that is... It's yet another thing, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, there's so many people here uh, in Brussels that have been working here over the years uh, with a lot of experience. And um, if um, the UK leaves on the 31st of October um, and goes in a transition, then yes, we are uh, no longer members um, of the EU. So. so does that mean that all the existing British staff who work here will have to leave? Yeah. Wow. Well, indeed. And we will be speaking to an assistant who is British in another, possibly next time, possibly a week after. Um, But just to compare those notes. That is quite shocking. Mm. And it's been like... um, it's been like an emotional roller coaster for 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 for, for myself and and and, and Lewis North who's been working with me um, over the years. Um, I'm in Catherine's office, you know, I'm fully he's fully British as well, and you know we were supposed to leave on the 31st of March, and then you know it goes on goes on. So it's been really mm. really tough, like you know on, on, on even personal level because to to make long longer term plans and to have a stable job, and a lot of British here um, assistants um, have this problem. Some have already left by, 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 by fear of, of what mm-hmm. will be happening next. Um, someone uh, still hanging on here. But, um, but yes, um, I think if we leave the EU, that means as well that, you know, uh, we're not sitting on the table anymore. Uh, we're not, you know, we'll be taking decisions. We'll be a third country. And uh, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. And what uh, a massive loss of experience for, the, for these institutions, exactly. all those British people yeah. who've got years mm. of knowledge exactly. and experience and exactly. talent and, and they'll all have to go. Exactly. In Parliament and in the Commission, there's a lot. Yeah. Of British uh, that have been contributing to the European project. Europe is not per, uh, perfect, but we reform it, and the yeah. British must be part of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we want to be. We want yeah. well, we want to be, yeah. and we believe that most of the people in the UK would prefer to be. Exactly. But, um, exactly. We, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But to come back, yeah, working in the institutions is open for everyone. Yeah. So for the moment, let's assume that we do manage to overthrow Brexit. Hmm. And what would you say to anyone listening to this in the UK? who likes the idea of coming and working as part of the European institution? So if we're still members, um, yeah. then we still need to start working on, on reforming the EU as a full member. Yeah, but how would, what would you say to the, to the teenager sitting at home who thinks this sounds great, I want to be the next Yoast? <laughs> how uh, many languages do they need to know? Um, 
English. <laughs> it's astonishing how yeah. many people here speak yeah. English. Yeah, I know it is. I sat is. in an environment committee meeting it last is. week and yeah. we went round the table and yeah. everybody spoke fluent English yeah. and it got to me and I thought I really should do this yeah. in French because yeah. they're all speaking my language. I yeah. should speak at least one of theirs. Um, but English is the lingua franca, in a way of saying. Um, but I do think it's really useful to to know other languages, and I really uh, I think it's really important for the for the young people as well to to be, to be, to be to be good at um, speaking other languages. Um, and if you you know coming to a country like Belgium or France or um, any other European country, and exchanging you know like that's why Erasmus is so important to give people uh, you know the background um, and and some insight into 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 um, other uh, European languages. Um, but what I would say to 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 if we're still a member and even if we've not if we've left the EU uh, is the importance in believing uh, in our pro-European values um, um, and you know um, to the youngsters I uh, don't lose the hope yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing I'm really interested in hearing is uh, when you grew up mm. uh, obviously you were only at school in Belgium until you were nine but as a child living in Belgium Poland France were you educated about Europe did you did you get taught about the European Parliament and what it does and how European institutions work? Yes um, and no. I mean, um, not from an early stage. Um, I think, you know, uh, when you're at school, you have uh, history courses, uh, maybe some kind of like education towards um, the political system, etc. But I think really this is something our governments should should, should push for um, to really make um, um, citizens, um, European citizens aware of the process and to involve them as much as possible um, so that, you know, um, they can all have a voice and understand um, the European Union much better than it is nowadays. Because mm, it's definitely a lack in, exactly. in England we don't learn anything about it exactly. my one of my <coughs> kids left school a couple of years ago and I think yeah. she had one half hour of political education yeah, yeah. which was shoved in a kind of exactly. tutorial session before she left school and that yeah. was it yeah. it's yeah. astonishing yeah. Yeah. but what you can see as well is that like with um, the referendum and with Brexit happening and looming here um, is that a lot of people in the, in the UK actually now it's you know it's such like big pro-European movement in the UK, sometimes yeah. even more than any other um, member state. So I really believe in that potential of, of, of you know... Of, um, we have the biggest pro-European exactly. movement in the whole of the EU, yeah, exactly. ironically. Who'd exactly. have thought? Yeah. Who'd have thought it? Yeah. So if you, Joost, if you had one piece of advice for a new-ish MEP to make the most of this yeah. this job, this position, this opportunity we've been given, yeah. what would it be? I am um, one piece of advice to a new MEP in this house um, would be to uh, focus on, on 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 certain topics um, and to make sure that um, the MEP becomes uh, an expert in that. Um, to really um, um, know um, the kind of um, key topics that that MEP would be working on, um, and uh, whether it be a Brec uh, if it's a British MEP, then obviously um, Brexit is still important. Um, so um, find one topic that you're good at. At the same time, uh, fight Brexit as hard as you can. Yeah. That sounds like a really good place to end this discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for coming in to talk to us, Yoast. You can follow Judith and I on our social media. My Twitter is Caroline Voden. And I'm at Judith Bunting LD. And you can also follow the Liberal Democrat group here in the European Parliament at Lib Dem MEPs.